How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show Respect Burgers. Sizzling Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. If you can't tell, if you listen to any part of this show, I am jealous of the stud the Minnesota Vikings have as their number one receiver. The first respect burger goes to Justin Jefferson, and I guess the Vikings, and I hesitate to give it to the entire team because this Vikings team has led me down for the last couple of years, me picking it as a sleeper. This is the year they finally put it all together, and I've been staying away from that this year for that reason. It's like many national prognosticators kind of staying away from Tigers and ranking them this year because of the whole slow starts, everything else. That's where I'd been on Vikings. Amen. Staying away this year. All they've done is won seven in a row. But it's what Justin Jefferson was doing yesterday. Ten catches. I mean, everybody knows he's the game plan. You still can't stop him. For a career high, 193 yards. Had a touchdown as well. John was just playing the video of the fourth and 18 catch. Desperation, Kirk Cousins just throwing it up. And what does Jeff, Justin Jefferson do? Go up and gets it Moss style with one hand, brings it down. One of the best catches you'll, have, you'll ever see. I mean, you can put it up there with any catch ever. That's how talented and skilled he is. But back to the point I've been making all show. Go look at Dalvin Cook's 81-yard touchdown run the third quarter when Minnesota was trailing 27-10, and and look who was out there on the edge hitting the linebacker to spring Dalvin, just leaves the uh, DB for Dalvin, puts one move, he's gone to the house for the 81. Crucial play there, and back to the points, what I asked Mike Wall about. When you got a, a, a brilliant receiver such as a Justin Jefferson to go up and take the top off anytime, right? do the spectacular, but then willing to go in and do, as he put it, the grunt work to break off Dalvin Cook and let him, you know, basically spring him for that touchdown in a point in the game where you absolutely had to have it or else the Bills were going to close you out. It just shows you he's the all-around receiver. I was telling John this off-air. The reason you have to give Justin Jefferson the nod right now over Jamar Chase, and I would say anybody else you want to put against some of these young studs, is because of that willingness and that effectiveness in the run blocking, in the in the run game, and his willingness to mix it up in that stick his nose in there in that run game as well. Uh, back to his receiving yard game was Jefferson's 20th career game 
with 100 receiving yards. That's the most in NFL history in a player's first three seasons. So you're watching a Jerry Rice-like talent when it comes to receiving, but again, a guy that's willing to go in there and do the dirty work, and he's always there. That's the other part about Justin Jefferson, durability. Uh, I suppose, again, you could put up uh, Cooper Cup, a lot of other guys, uh, but for my money, Justin Jefferson's as good as they get, plus he's young. Uh, Vikings, to go back to them, 8-1 and one now, ties their best nine-game start in the last 40 seasons, seven straight wins. They've all come by one score, so they're winning the close ones. They've got Dallas next week, but listen to this. After Dallas, and, and Dallas just got run over by Green Bay yesterday, so it's not like they're some uh, 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 opponent you can't beat. Then they got New England. The Jets, yes, the upstart Jets, but it's still the Jets at your place. At Detroit versus Indy, then you've got the Giants. Like, Minnesota is going to remain among the elite in the NFC record-wise. As long as Kirk Cousins doesn't mess it up. That's pretty much what it boils down to with the Minnesota Vikings. Justin Jefferson, the absolute stud. If you've got him in fantasy, you're lucky ducks. I, I, I'm jealous. And again, again, for a Bears or a organization that's hoping Chase Claypool can be a one, um, he'll never come close to what Justin Jefferson can do. Moving on, respect. another team I've stayed away from in terms of giving any respect to this season because I've said it's going to come crashing down. And frankly, I thought it would happen this week at Texas. It did not. TCU, man. Mm. The damn Horn Frogs. They do deserve it. That damn Sonny Dykes. They're just getting it done week after week. Last year, they were 5-7, and seven, 79th in the SP, the SP Plus rankings. This year, they're 10-0 and 0 and 6th in them after knocking off Texas 17-10. Uh, again, a previously number 18-ranked Texas team that had come in there with a pretty good offense. They held Texas to 199 yards. How about that? Total yards at their place held Texas to 199 yards. TCU's offense had been much of the story with Dykes in there, but their defense stepped up. Uh, in this game. That Longhorns offense was averaging 6.6 yards per play and 36.1 points per game. Okay, And that was against a top 10 strength of schedule. Uh, Against TCU, they allowed 3.3 and 3. 3.3 yards per play and 3 points uh, in that game respectively, offensively. Again, a very impressive win. You do it with defense. Here's another thing that jumped out at me. Look at the time of possession that game. TCU 37-22, Texas 22-38. Absolutely held it for 15 minutes longer. Uh, Yes, the Frogs' college football playoff odds improved by the day, uh, whether we want to believe it or not. They're at Baylor next week, but I'm done doubting them. Um, Feels like kind of like Cincy last year. People say, now that'll that'll end at some point. They won't make it. Uh, I realize that was outside the Power Five, but we did sort of say, well, Cincy's not going to go undefeated. I've been saying that about TCU all season long. Here they are. 10-0, 10-0, respect to the job that the Horn Frogs have done. Rarely do I give respect burgers to the same person or team in back-to-back weeks. It's very important to me to find a variety, right, to not reward the same people over and over again. In fact, it's never happened. As many respect burgers as Penny Hardaway has earned, and he got one last week after he got Mikey Williams. Penny Hardaway has not been a back-to-back winner of a respect burger. And even though he got Tyler Johnson this week, I'm not making them a back-to-back Respect Burger winner, but I am making someone over at the University of Memphis the first one. It's this damn women's soccer team. Respect. Who knew? Did you know? Did Are y'all aware of this? Did not know. They took out number two-seeded St. Louis in the first round of the NCAA tournament yesterday. Brooks Monaghan and the women. A beast. Of Memphis soccer, 
continue to do it. And guess who's coming up next, Brad Carson? Who we got? Who's next? Mississippi State! Ooh. Coming to see you. Listen, St. Louis, I'll calm down. But you can tell I'm no, very excited fired up. about it's this women. Brooks Monaghan is a freaking treasure. Yeah. That program's so lucky to have him and, and, and what he's done with that women's program. This was their fifth straight tournament, NCAA tournament. It is their fifth straight NCAA tournament. But remember, they had to knock off top-seeded UCF in the semis and then uh, SMU in the final of the AAC tournament last week just to get in this year, okay? A little bit down, weren't nationally ranked and all that. Went in this thing unseated. Knocked off the St. Louis Billikens 1-0. This was Saturday. Uh, Again, got a big win to move on to the second round. Well, they're facing a team seated lower than St. Louis was, Mississippi State, number seven. Uh, They'll play them in the second round. I believe that time is out, 4 p.m. on Saturday. But get with a winner. Memphis women's soccer continues to get it done. Again, winning their first game in the uh, NCAA tournament, knocking off St. Louis. Hopefully, uh, the Memphis men's basketball team has similar success against the Billikens coming up tomorrow night up there on the road. And then, you know, I touched on this earlier. Uh, I'll tell a story from FedEx Forum on Friday night. Uh, As I was getting, uh, Chris and I typically have a routine. Well, we'll get in there. We're going to hit the the Grizz Den, get a little bit of gear. You guys knew how giddy I was. We done excited, you know, on Friday about getting down there, getting some of the city edition gear. Right? I know everybody's hyped up to get some. I want to get my hands on some. So here's our routine. We're going to get in there. We're going to hit the Grizz Den. We're going to go get our food, and then we're going to take our butts to our seat. You know, I like I like Chris to have that routine so he knows what he's going to get. I don't get any extra, di- no disappointment, nothing. You know what's coming. This is what we're going to do, kid. All right? So we're in. We hit the Grizz Den. I get the hoodie I want. Okay? In the meantime, Chris, who's broken his Grizzlies, you know those door goals, John, that you had when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. You, you know, you'd kick in. Oh, you yeah. kick the door in and yeah. everything else. Hell. But with Chris, he just shoots on the – I was having big-time well, girl problems. He wore, he wore the old one out. So he wanted a new one. He goes in there. Instead of getting the Jaw jersey or whatever, he, he wants this thing. He goes and gets the, the door goal, Grizzlies door goal. I go get the hoodie. Come out of there much lighter in the pocket. Because as you can imagine, most things down at FedEx Forum cost a pretty penny. But we have done it. We are successful. I'll show you that hoodie later on this week, John. You're going to absolutely love what your boy got down there. We get out. We go to the second part of our routine, which is to the concession stand. This is where I have a great fear because I'm paying almost $20 for chicken tenders and fries. That said, we all get it. It's part of having a professional franchise in town. That's right. That ain't the point of the story. Get Chris's chicken tenders and fries. I did the chick, the hot chicken sandwich. Very good, by the way, Brad. I don't know if you've had it yet. That hot chicken I, sandwich I had not had was very good. Yeah, I haven't had it. Okay. No. Get two drinks, two little cartons of food, the tenders and fries, and the hot chicken and fries. And as I'm set to put my card into the machine, right, the little card machine to pay for things, probably came like, for the two things. The woman says to me, you can tip, but I want you to know that the tip goes to FedEx form. If you want to tip me, you can do that separately. And that's, Brad, the way you're looking now with your mouth dropped open, that's kind of how I looked. Because let me tell you this. When I walk to a concession stand at FedEx Forum, you know the last thing I'm thinking about? What? Is tipping. <sighs> it's not a restaurant. Wow. 
You've turned around and got me my drinks and everything, whatever else, but I'm not, I can't, I'm sorry I don't have it like that where I can give you 20% on top of $250 basically for two platters of food. I can't do it like that. And then I didn't have any cash separate to where I can do a separate transaction and just straighten you up. Okay, so this is one side of the story yes. from that night. You know what I told her? I said, I, I, I was like, you, Brad, I had my mouth open. I said, what about no tip? I said, I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I can't, I'm not going to tip either one. And she looked so disappointed, but yet I, uh, set it to the side. I turn around. I have my food in hand. I hand Chris his food. We start to walk away to go find our seats. Okay. Chris is dropping his high-dollar chicken tenders all over the place. The fries start oh, to come out. Wow. And as these things start to hit the floor, Brad, John, my frustration level starts to go up. Chris got some little Donald Trump-like hands. He they're does. tiny. He does. He cannot hold anything because they're so small. Yeah. He's already trying to hold this small grizz gold, acting like it's a 200-pound bench with the food on top. I said, fool, give me the food. I'll carry both cartons, both drinks, all of it, my damn self, to the seat. Just follow me, okay? But my temp is going up. My frustration level is going up. And here's where the story finally gets better. An angel sent by God. She's getting the, dis the, the respect burger because you know what her name is? I made sure. Her name is Vonda. She, this woman who was talking with her other, um, uh, uh, they were, they're, they're, I, I would imagine customer service representatives, they more handle those banquet areas. You know in that pinnacle section where you got all those, all those, you know, rooms, they've got the... Okay, yep. she was outside of one of those doors. She saw me struggling. She saw me yelling at my... Getting ready, and getting ready to explode on my kid. She comes over to me. She don't know me from Adam, Brad. She don't know me at all. Just regular, regular Grizz fan, whatever else. Don't know me at all. I don't know her. She says, what's going on? I said, this woman over here, I left up, said, we got to go around the corner to fill up these, these two drinks. That's the other part of why my frustration level was so high is because that drink machine for the time being was, was out. The woman told me I needed to go to the other drink machine. That's around the corner. The woman saw my frustration. She saw everything falling out of my hand. She said, give me those two drinks. I'll go fill them up for you. Where are you sitting? I'll bring them to you. She don't know me from, she didn't have to do that at all. She could have just kept on talking to her friends, which is probably what I would have done in that spot. Just kept minding my business. Oh, they're, they're going to look at that fool. Probably going to lose his kid. Vonda came up to me, took my drinks, asked me what we want. I said, what, what are you doing? Like, I, this isn't supposed to happen. This isn't your job. Yeah. You don't know me. She said, don't worry about it. Where are you sitting? I'm going to come bring the drinks. And she did. She did. After I, I, I went down, got Chris in his seat, I turned around and looked up. Vonda's coming down into the pinnacle area with the two drinks. That is not her job. That's awesome. She went out of her way. So she, I'm, I'm gonna make sure she saw a struggling I, I'm, brother. I'm I'm not naming the the the, the woman who added to solicited my solicited tips. But yes, but I want to make sure this city, yes, FedEx Forum, the people down there know the job that Vonda is doing. Again, you will know her. She works on the pinnacle level. If you've seen her, you probably know her last name. Praise God for the angel that she was uh, 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 to me on Friday night because I was about to lose it before the game even started. Uh, Vonda was an absolute an absolute angel. So thank you, Vonda. Yeah, because and, and, she and, saw a struggling brother. And what I found is most of those FedEx form workers are like that. Oh, yeah. Did you know you what I'm saying? Vonda? I didn't have any cash. I told mm. her. I said, I don't have anything to give you. I can't give you my credit card. You could just go. Charge, what, charge Vonda give, service? Put, put Vonda in That's the, not, on a shopping spree in the Grizz If I'd had cash, I definitely would have broke her off. But what the, the, I said, the least I can do, I'm going to shout you out. Yes. I didn't tell her about respect burgers or anything like that. 
So well, I'm gonna shout you. Least I can do is shout y'all. She, 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 I can tell she don't listen to Sports Talk Radio, which is fine. That's fine because it, it shows you even more. She just went out of her way for a brother that right. was struggling, about to lose his kid and go crazy on his kid. That's exactly right. She saw a man who was who needed some help in That's his darkest hour. Most definitely. And she uh, and she stepped up. Which yes, is, she did. Which is look. I, I wish there was a very creative way to hand out a disrespect dog today. Do you tip the uh, the cashiers down there? I think I do. Did they just add that as an option? Well, it's 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 a post COVID thing. It feels like um, where I don't we're, remember we're last still, year. We'll still we're we're still all rescuing the restaurants. That guilt from pushing that no on that thing. Yeah. Like I don't remember feeling that. Well, last it's the year. same. It's the same as when you go to a place and they're like, she tried to guilt. Do you me. want to give a dollar to the uh, American Cancer Society for kids everywhere. What? Well, well, yeah, what? Well, McDonald's like, does a roundup thing, dude. Like this. Uh, this sit go by my house is do is 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 uh, saying give to Ukraine. Now, how the hell y'all gonna give this money to Ukraine? I don't buy that for a second. All right. How, who who's your contact over there in Kirsten? Oh, now you don't want to help Ukraine. I'm, uh, if I'm gonna donate to Ukraine, you think I'm gonna do it through the sit go, bro? I mean, l- let's be honest here. I mean, let, let, let's think about it for a second. Now, where's that money going? Is it going to Ukraine? I don't know, Bean Counter. It ain't no Bean. I can go to a Red Cross. I can go to a, a, a dot .org or something. But, yes, when there are certain. But are you going to do that? That's no. Like, it's like pet cut. Well, you know, are you going to do it? Again, I haven't been to that sit-go. Well, I see it, and I'm like, you know, I, I don't trust where that money's going. I mean, it's like you go to like a. You go to like a, a a pet smart and it's like would you like to donate $5 to you know leukemia what you're a pet smart what what D- donations and whether or not you tip on a it's at a the concession same stand thing. are two it's different the same no, it's, thing. it's it's, it's it different. the same it's different. thing it's the same because you're 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 trying to guilt me into doing this i just came to buy some dog food you know if i want to donate it's got to be on my heart to donate it i don't need any nudging to do that cuz at that point that's basically asking, soliciting. I don't need to be, you know. No, you're 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 a Grinch. You're you're a bad person. No. What I'm saying about tipping at no, a I concession think you're a bad stand because you don't tip is, is a normal you know person. Those that workers they're, they're are trying over... to guilt a normal person. Look, I want you to tip. It's not right. Would, you haven't done look, anything look, other than look, reach back, look, get the hot look. sandwich, and hand it to me. There's been no service whatsoever. You haven't gone to get my drinks or whatever. Come back to the table. How are you doing? Would you like look. a refill? That's a service Look, that I feel you tip for. Just like I wouldn't tip at McDonald's. Well, it's funny you say this because I went to the Kevin Hart show, right? And uh, there was there was only a couple of places that were open to serve food. It, like everything was not open for the, like it would be up for a Grizzlies game. Uh, so there's only a couple of stations. They were really slam. And um, they don't like this particular place. We was, I don't remember the restaurant name. But this particular place we went to, they probably had like seven or eight people working behind the counter in the kitchen. And me and my buddy, we go up to the to the register, like, "Hey, can we get? Because uh, we got our wives, so we got we need chicken tenders, three orders of chicken tenders and cheeseburger." And the guy behind the register looks at me. He go, he looks at me, and he looks back. He goes, "Hey, man, this gonna be a minute. This gonna be a minute." He says, you, I, "I appreciate that honesty." He, he says, "You want it? You still want it?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wait." I'll, and then like it was hilarious because. As we were waiting, the same dude, we, we, you know, we stepped off to the side. The same dude kept looking over at me and smirking. Like, yep, it's going <laughs> to still be a while. Like, I, I, and then uh, my buddy was, like, encouraging him behind the, uh, behind the counter. He started clapping. 
You oh, know? Man, they don't like they did, bro. He got the he got the stank face from one oh, of them, no, bro. They will that you will get. Brad, you just said it. We've been schooled on that here on this show. You will get straight spit, spit in. Bro, you what is he doing? I don't know. He's Come like, on, man. He's like, let's Dude, go. They'll, they'll spit on yours because you're associated with it. Bro, one of the one of like the workers to tell him to. Uh-huh. One of the workers looked behind him and gave him like the rock eyebrow. Like you couldn't. Like, it was like the nastiest look I I've ever know. seen. I already know. I would have wanted to curse him out too if I'd been in that back. But he wasn't doing it to be an ass. I bet that dude was humping back there. It sounded like, like they only had a couple like, of. He was like, "Let's go, team." That's what he was doing, man. He 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 wasn't. Being sarcastic. He was like, let's get it together. <laughs> it was a long line, man. They're doing their best. That's why I think I, them concession for that that feels like guilting you into tipping in a situation where we've and, never been asked to tip in. They're overworked. And I under- understand that. I want them to get more wages, higher wages. But not as, as, as long as it don't come from you. Not but with what y'all charging, 20% on what I just off two little combos. Well, if you can't afford to go. $100. If you can't afford to go to the Grizzlies game, then you shouldn't have gone. What? You I should, can't afford to go. Well, if you can't afford to tip, then you shouldn't go. No, we didn't change that rule this year. Yes. No. Yeah, it's like it's like. And again, you forget, Fred. You got folks that can barely afford to get in the building. I'm grateful the, with the tickets we had. Everything. Else. You got folks that want to pay can barely pay five dollars. Take a whole family in there. Well, you, you know. shouldn't be asking them folks. Hey, give me twenty more percent. This is why the whole thirty arena thing is is coming into question here, because you're not even willing to part with five dollars. You know, for the hard work that they're doing behind the counter at the forum. Again, five dollars would only been like a two percent tip on this on this tab. That would have been, been a than, slap in the face. That would have been better than but zero. To her point, that would have gone to FedEx Forum. Well, then what's to the, the big dog sitting up top with all the money in his pockets? Well, that's, not to the worker. Well, that, that was her point. Well, is that tip doesn't go to her, the worker. She said I could work out a side deal. I said, honey, I got no cash. I'm sorry. I didn't intend to come up here and tip. That's crazy that she really went for yes. it like that. She said she let me know. That's crazy. She schooled me. Now is that true? Is that is that a why true would the statement? worker say that? The worker would not say it doesn't well, maybe come she to has me. to share the tip as opposed to if you give her ten dollars on the side, she gets all of that. That's that again. That's a that, I, do you really think that? Well, if you followed context clues, if you've listened close to the story, you know what level she. But I, my, my guess is she ain't the only one in there. You know, saying you can do side deal, and then you just and you just said. You said, "Honey, I would, but I don't have I said, any cash." I don't have no cash. I said, "I'm sorry, I don't have." To. I didn't plan the tip. I felt so guilty well, walking the walk forum away. Is a, is a cashless uh, arena, isn't it? Isn't it all cashless down there? Do they take cash though. I, obviously, this woman was willing. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, you got to the messenger here is questionable, um, but it seems like you you emerged safely. Well, thanks to Vonda. Thanks to Vonda. Yeah, I would I would like to get creative with a disrespect dog, but does anybody deserve it more than the Raiders? I mean, is there anybody out there in the sports world that deserves a disrespect dog more than what the Raiders put well, on tape yesterday? You haven't given them one all season, have you? I, maybe, but I don't think so. So you've been in denial, and you need to do this. Yeah, you, you guys, you guys lost a home game to a, an offensive coordinator who's younger than me, and a football coach who was barely above five hundred at Hebron Christian Academy, and did not get out of the quarterfinals. Did you see the OC up in the booth? I didn't see him in the booth. They were cheering like little boys that the plays were working. It's like it's like <laughs> it's like Madden, bro. They were like, "We're doing it. We're gonna beat the Raiders." <laughs> That's so sad. Like, like they be, just threw this together. People, John. people were saying the Raiders looked like the, the the team that hired the coach who was in, in the in the ESPN booth. That's what they were saying. 
I, they did some shisty stuff with the Matt Ryan thing. Because uh, Jeff Saturday, in his opening press conference, said that Sam Ellinger was his quarterback. And then he changed it up because he knew Matt Ryan was the better quarterback. Bro, it, the, the fix didn't have Matt Ryan out there running for 30-something yards, longest run of his ever career, no Raiders within 100 yards of him. Isn't it amazing? That ain't not, got nothing to do with a fix or who played when you play. Matt Ryan is running for 30-something yards. <clears throat> Isn't it amazing? Never seen happened? this dude run. Yeah. No, it's it's. So, I mean, for whoever started, whatever, you're supposed to win that game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Disrespect, dog, to the entire organization, and and especially uh, Derek Carr after that damn press conference. <clears throat> I'm pissed off. What they put in their bodies, <laughs> just to go to sleep at night. You know, that's just so stupid. That is so stupid. It's it's embarrassing. Everybody involved should be embarrassed, and I hope they are. Um, we'll come back. Jason Fitz is going to join us on the other side. We will talk to him about the Raiders, what you do here, the rest of the NFL, and some college football. Stick around. Jason and John, how do you turn it Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Jason Fitz is a man who is in despair, as am I. He joins us every single Monday here on the show. Catch him on Spain and Fitz. Catch him all over ESPN. So, Fitz, I I know that... uh, you are not living the dream today, so there's no need to ask. Um, we are li- very much living in a nightmare scenario. If you are Mark Davis, um, h- how do you justify bringing back this coaching staff at the end of the season? I don't think you bring back the entire coaching staff. Um, I think what you do, but the chances that Josh McDaniels are gone, I think, are, are genuinely slim. I, I, I honestly believe that if the Raiders lose every game the rest of the way, Josh McDaniels would be brought back because – the, the other side of it is, at some point, Mark Davis, like, owners have egos. So 
the, the owner's going to have to step up, pay out a bunch of guaranteed money and contracts, admit that he made a huge hiring mistake, and then get the whole fan base to, to, to believe that the next hire will not be the same mistake all over again. So I think it's, it's real to expect that the Raiders are going to have a new defensive coordinator. I think it's real to expect that at the very least, Joshua Daniels will have to give up play calling. And this has been a nightmare beginning of this relationship. But, you know, I think if you're, if you're Mark Davis, you're sitting there saying, hey, you know, we've had the opportunity six one score games. Like th- this team should have been great, is not great, but is not as terrible as their record is this year, is what you're telling yourself. But that's not easy to sell the fans. This is going to be really curious, too, because like the, the size of it that impact the entire NFL is that Vegas, the city, doesn't have any relationship with the Raiders yet. And rather than do a great job of cultivating relationships by sponsoring youth football and things like that that you have to do, they banked on if we spend a bunch of money and win a bunch of games, Vegas will fall in love with us. That That is not the case. So I wonder long-term what this means for the ability of the future of the franchise to have a real ground with Vegas. But also, Derek Carr is going to be a quarterback somewhere else next year. And I still think Derek Carr can be a good quarterback. So, you know, there's going to be a – in a world where Tannenbaum is telling us that Daniel Jones is worth $40 million to somebody next year, Derek Carr is going to get traded, and it, it'll be for a bounty. For you as a fan, Fitzy, as a Raiders fan, did you appreciate the the emotion afterwards from from Carr and and what the players sacrificed, or was it a was it as a fan more of an eye roll moment? Look, dude, you're paid to you know you're paid to win games. Guys sacrifice every Sunday. Sort of where where were you with that? I think it depends on what you think of of Derek Carr, and and Derek Carr is much like Tim Tebow in the in the sense that. People think that a portion of how he presents himself it just can't be real, right? I've heard guys in the league say, there's no way he's really that. Like, But you're talking about a guy that after his rookie year almost retired from football because he wanted to go into ministry. So, like, I think what we're seeing is that, that is Derek Carr. He's a super emotional dude with that stuff. I, I always want the players to live in that emotion, right? And, and I think it's a reminder that there are guys, Max Crosby, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, they care a lot about winning. You know, uh, the only problem is, like, that doesn't help you actually win games. So mm-hmm. I, I see the emotion, and I, I actually I look at it and say that's real from somebody that puts their life and soul into it every day and then not only doesn't get the result they want, but it impacts their family. It may impact their future. And then they have to sit on social media where, you know, their family can't even go out on social media without being absolutely destroyed for it. I think the ramifications when you lose in football – are far deeper emotionally than a lot of us want to give it credit for. So I think it was real. Uh, was there any part of you that was happy for your former colleague at ESPN, Jeff Saturday, making his coaching debut? I mean, there must have been some pride there. Oh, yeah. It took, it took all of three minutes for me to send him a text that said, I hate you, but I love you all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jeff is he's doing exactly what he was brought in to do. There's a lot of controversy about this, and I, I have to continue to echo the fact that the Rooney Rule states that two outside minority candidates have to be interviewed, that is still going to apply. If they just, if Jeff Saturday wins every single game for the rest of the year, they will still have to interview two minority candidates. That is the way the rule is written. I believe that Jeff Saturday was brought in to be the eyes and ears in the halls for his friend in Jim Mercer, the owner of the Colts, yep. to figure out what's going wrong while they figure out who's actually going to coach. And I think what you saw out of that was that, man, having somebody that, that can get the pulse and the energy – can work. That being said, I also think the Raiders are a dumpster fire, and I'm not sure they're not trying to tank also. So, you know, I, I, I think you've got sort of, let's see over the next three or four weeks what it looks like for Jeff Saturday, but 
Jeff Saturday is one of the few people I, I, he took that job knowing he's not going to have a lot of success. In my opinion, he didn't tell me this, but I think he took that job knowing he's not going to have a lot of success, but also doesn't care. So he doesn't care about a black mark on his coaching record from not being a good interim coach. That lets him coach free. That lets the guys play free. So let me ask you this. It's, it's, it's an aside. I, I, um, I bet the Raiders early in the week, minus six and a half, uh, before, of course, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro were ruled out. The number came down to four and a half after that. I assumed, again, in response to those two guys being injured. Well, it turns out that the number moved because somebody somewhere with a lot of money had some intel on Matt Ryan being the starting quarterback as opposed to Sam Ellinger. Um, and we didn't even hear anything about that until right before the game started. Um, is that going to get a call from the league office uh, based on, you know, this is a heavily regulated market, This is there's big-time money in it, and we didn't know Matt Ryan was going to be the starting quarterback uh, until right before the game kicked off. Are they going to get a call from the league office for that? I don't think they're going to get a call, but I think the league office is going to do one of those fool me once, shame on me, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Um, because the thing of it is, Matt Ryan, it, it, the, the presumption is that he's healthy enough to play, but they've just the other coaching staff made the decision. I, one of the advantages the Colts – had and I think we'll have for the next couple of weeks is when you have no idea coming into the game who the quarterback's going to be and you have no idea how this play caller calls plays you don't know what to really prep for right so I think that that does create I wasn't surprised to see the the Colts have a couple of really good drives because you have no idea you're just read and react out there there's nothing you can coach guys up on there's no film you could have watched that could get you ready for it they can get away with that once but if this continues I think the league will look at it and say hey is everything being done the right way? Starting lineups exist for a reason, and you're right, the gambling portion of this makes everything more scrutinized. With the Vikings, Fitzy, look, they lost at the Eagles earlier this season, so you can't put them above Philly in the NFC, but in knocking off the the Bills, winning in Buffalo, they showed they could beat anybody on any given Sunday. Is it as simple with the Vikings as you know your belief level in Kirk Cousins and how far he can take you with that arm? Because I tell you, Justin Jefferson is a freaking beast. Yeah, Justin Jefferson reminded us all yesterday that when we talk about epic game-changing wide receivers, when we talk about the, and I I don't say this lightly, when we end up talking about in 10 years the Jerry Rices of our generation, Justin Jefferson is one of those. Like, he's one of those guys that can catch anything, can get open, is open when he's not open, can make every single play that you ever need him to make. And that fourth and 19, like, that that was not Kirk Cousins. That's Justin Jefferson being Justin Jefferson. I think what the the Vikings showed you is that much like the Bills don't give a damn what anybody thinks, neither does Minnesota. They played with a level in that game of confidence all the way down to the end that I thought was pretty crazy. And it was was interesting to see because we talk a lot about Kirk Cousins' lack of success at night, but his, his success during the day is there. They went into Buffalo and they won. And we've questioned them every step of the way this season. I think that game was a statement game for Minnesota. Hey, we can compete with anybody. And also... This is a couple of times now, like Josh Allen, I know the elbow is the elbow, but the elbow isn't the reason that he forced the ball he didn't have to force in the red zone at the end of the game. Like, you are in a situation where smart football at least guarantees you a tie, and you need every win right now for home field advantage. I thought that was a stupid play by Josh Allen. And, like, when you are going to be a gunslinger, you're going to win some of those, lose some of those. I, I walk away from this saying, man, maybe we should admit that Buffalo might not be as good as we think they are if they can't play smart football when they have to. They're so talented, 
but that wasn't smart football. Yours, he refuses to check down, Fitzy. It's always, yeah. I'm either going to run over you and get this first down, or I'm going to get the big play. He doesn't take the simple, the take what they're giving you, check down, man. That's that's the part that seems to be missing. Six picks, to your point, in the last three games for him. Well, and even the snap in the end zone, he it, it turned out to be such a, a huge swing in this game. They saved themselves from it, but... My God, like he, he's taking the snap and he's so busy just trying to, to assert making a play. Yep. He doesn't do the number one thing you have to do in the quarterback sneak. And every quarterback I've ever talked to that played the game said, you have to go through a checklist. You have a count in your mind. You have like a, a silent count where you have to actually say to yourself before you take that snap, you have to say a sequence of, you know, snap, lunch, snap, lunch, because you want to make sure you're taking the snap. He didn't do that. He just went forward and didn't secure the ball. And that's, that's recklessness with the football and the interceptions are recklessness with the football. Like awesome. you can't try and be Superman every play and, and win Super Bowls in the NFL. We are, of course, talking to Jason Fitz. He joins us every single Monday here on the show. Fitz, I want to turn you to college football here for a moment. Um, is Lane Kiffin going to be the most sought after coach in the carousel? And, and if the answer is yes, do you expect there to be a job out there that he would move for? Uh, look, I think Auburn's got to make a big decision on what they want. But let me say this. I, I, I know that Lane Kiffin makes you relevant. Lane Kiffin is a lot like Harbaugh. He's going to make you a conversation everywhere he goes, right? But if not, if not Saturday, then when for Ole Miss? This is the least disciplined Alabama team I've seen in the last 10 years. This is an Alabama team that beats itself constantly. And you've got a quarterback that's been playing really well for Ole Miss and a running game that should be able to just absolutely assert. Like, they, this, this Ole Miss team has been more of a running team this year if you look at the numbers. They've used it to set up the pass. It's been really strong. Ole Miss should have beaten Alabama, and they didn't. And that's a bad Alabama team compared to what we're used to seeing. So I think the fact that Ole Miss couldn't get that done to me, now I'm looking at Lane and saying, wait, are you, are you a used car salesman, or are you actually doing something great? Like, I know you can recruit, and I know you can win 10 games. But Auburn ain't paying you. If, if Auburn brings you over, you're going to be judged by can you beat Saban. And so far the answer to that is no. Like There's, there's got to be something else from Lane Kiffin before I look at him and say, this is a guy that wins national championships. If I was going to put him outside the SEC, sure, I'd pay him whatever he wants. I'd bring him in. If, I, if, if you're uh, you know, a Nebraska and you think that you can go in and, and, and get Lane Kiffin, go ahead and offer him the money. But if I'm Lane, I'm sitting somewhere at Ole Miss where – Man, if I lose three games a year, I'm not losing my job, right? If if I just continue to do what I do, I'm going to make obscene money doing it. Like I think the jobs that he would want shouldn't be interested in him until he proves he can consistently beat Saban. You mentioned questioning a good team every step of the way, like with, with the Vikings. I've been doing that in college football with TCU. I've got to hold my hand up, Fitzy. Their, their defense, though, was super impressive, I thought, Saturday against Texas. Is this a deal – now, Fitzy, where you believe I didn't, but I'm starting to have to. I'm having to give them the respect they've they've earned at this point. What what you think? They losing at Baylor? They're going to go undefeated? Uh, what happens with TCU? No, I think TCU answered the questions, and you're a thousand percent right. Look, I picked Texas in that Me game, too. and I thought that Texas would come in, especially with Robinson and the way Ewers has played. I thought Texas would be a handful. TCU would fall behind like they do every game. They wouldn't be able to claw back. Instead, TCU's defense played the game of their lives. Yep. And, and now you look at that and say, okay, well, if I'm going to sit here and say I need to see more, didn't they just show us more? So uh, I, I think TCU clearly gave themselves their path to the playoff. And right now, I mean, 
what we know is that win or lose uh, the rest of the season, and I don't care what happens in the SEC championship game, Georgia is going to the college football playoff. And I think there's no reason to think that TCU, the way they played Saturday, can't continue to win their way out. They'll also make it to the college football playoff. LSU just keeps finding ways to win. I know it wasn't a particularly impressive, uh, you know, outing, but to go into Fayetteville and, and and leave with a win that really just should not be overlooked. In terms of LSU's chances against Georgia in the SEC championship game, how much of one? I think a small chance because I mean, my God, look at what they did to, to Alabama. I, I thought the most impressive thing for LSU last week is that they were able to find a way to win when they weren't going to get up for that game. There's no way you're coming off of Bama that you're getting up for Arkansas, an yeah. Arkansas team that you know is playing a large portion of the game with their third-string quarterback. Even Jaden Daniels is is wildly inconsistent at, at quarterback for LSU, and you know we all know at this point the, the book on him is can you keep him in the pocket? Can you force him to make reads and force him to make throws? And the answer is usually no. I also think that Georgia has one of the best defenses. I know replaced a bunch of players, but they've proven they're they're capable of doing that. And Georgia's a defense that takes away what you do well. So I think Georgia's going to absolutely uh, – they'll demolish LSU in the SEC championship game, I think. But I also thought Alabama was going to be a bad matchup for them. So LSU's proven they can get up for it when they need to. They're going to have time to, to do that. You can't tell me they're not prepping right now for Georgia already. Uh, they've got a portion of their coaching staff somewhere – it's sitting there breaking it down. So I think it becomes a coaching matchup. I'm really interested to see. It is kind of funny. Georgia just still, you know, nobody really seems to be talking about them. All they do, they're just machine-like. Killed Mississippi State on Saturday. Uh, you know, handled Tennessee. Everybody thought they were going to lose to Tennessee. Uh, and they and they beat the crap out of Tennessee. At what point do we just say, like, and maybe you just did. I mean, maybe you kind of just did. But it just feels like it took us, you know, ten weeks to get to a place where you know Georgia is is a, has a chance to repeat as as champions, it feels like we weren't really there at the beginning of the season. We've arrived there. Why did it take so long? Yeah, I think it took so long because everybody didn't believe in the recruiting class being able to step in. They weren't getting the same benefit of the doubt that Bama gets at restocking the cupboard, and people still don't love Stetson Bennett. And I, like this is wild to me, guys. In a year where there's no clear cut front runner for the Heisman, and you have a guy that's playing incredibly well that's the quarterback of the defending national champions and also, I don't know, undefeated. I, I, I don't know why. Like, Stetson Bennett's getting no love. Like, mm-hmm. we showed the Caesar Sportsbook odds the other day, and, and, and he wasn't even on the top five list. And I'm looking at it and saying, my God, like, what else? Is, in a year where we've seen bad from Hendon Hooker at one point, we, we at least saw one game of bad from Hendon Hooker. We've seen C.J. Stroud look questionable. I've watched Bryce Young have plenty of throws where I'm like, I, I, I don't know what you're doing there. And, and you've got a Bryce Young now that has uh, two two losses on his record. Like, we we don't even want to acknowledge Stetson. Like, we're, we're going to make Blake Corum, uh, who, believe me, I think does have a case for it, we're going to make Blake Corum the front runner on this just because nobody wants to give it to Stetson because there was a perception that Stetson held Georgia back in the past. And, like, we're not looking at who Stetson Bennett is today. We're not looking at who Georgia is today. And I just think too many people made up their mind that last year was a freak aberration, and they don't want to admit they were wrong. And, and Georgia right now, by the way, nobody has played. They've had a, a couple of games that were a little tight. Nobody has played more consistently top-notch, I can kick your butt and do what I do best football than Georgia this year. They are clearly the number one team in the country. What time in the morning do you think Jimbo is waking up every morning? Well, I mean, the way he's coaching, it looks like he gets up at about <laughs> noon. But, my God, like – 
I mean, how much, what, uh, let me tell you guys, I would get up at about three in the afternoon if I knew that if I got fired, I'd still have to get paid 90 million bucks. And that's about yep. how Jimbo's acting, right? Like, A&M's the most embarrassed, like, I say this as a Raiders fan, the most disappointing, embarrassing season for anybody in any sport this year yeah. is Texas A&M. And that, that's clear. Like, we, we circled A&M versus Alabama on our calendar, mm-hmm. and now we're sitting here watching Cadillac Williams and Auburn just absolutely take away anything A&M wants to do. They look incapable of, of maintaining drives. I, I mean, this is the biggest failure we've seen in college football in years, and there's no easy solution because you can't look at it and say, well, they lost a bunch of guys to injury or once they get this back or that back. No, mm-hmm. like A&M just stinks, and it looks like Jimbo's lost that locker room. And I, I think by the end of the year, Jimbo's either going to have to quit or they're going to have to find a way to raise $90 million bucks just to pay him to go away because I don't know how – you get the locker room back when you've lost them this much, and now you're losing recruits. No doubt. Fitz, you're the best, man. Appreciate Thank you, brother. You as Have always. a great week. Appreciate you guys. Have a great week. He is Jason Fitz. joins us every single Monday here on the show. He, he's way more optimistic about uh, the Raiders situation than I am in terms of the coaching staff. I'm out. I'm done. I, I, there is, I've seen enough, brother. I've seen enough. Like the, uh, like the CNN political analysts when they're about to call a race, I have seen enough. It's time to move on. I think all of it. Try again. Just keep Devontae no, and get rid of everyone else. I, I, I totally agree. Get rid of the coach stack, get rid of the quarterback, start a new. Quarterback got to go too, yeah. Yep, because it's obvious. It's obvious. And, and you get to this point, like, I, like I've said, Derek was good for a really long time. Unfortunately, the team just never came together um, to where we could maximize it. There was that one year in 2016, but he broke his leg, and the rest was always just chaotic. So It looked good in Carolina. <clears throat> Yeah, a lot of places. A lot of places maybe go could to, use them. Maybe go to Houston and avenge your brother's legacy. That's right. That, Replace that, Davis Mills. Hey, I that, mean, I don't know that Davis Mills thing's working. That, that would be like a great me. story. Yeah, go to Houston. Or New York, right? The Giants, if they don't uh, bring back Daniel Jones. I think they're going to they're gonna have to pay him. They're going to have to franchise him or Barkley. One of them's getting franchised. Yeah. I think they've, wanted, they've won too many games to let him go now. Yep. Daniel. And uh, you, I'm not sure if you believe in them long term. Yeah, you know no, what I'm saying? No, for sure. So they might franchise him. I'm not you know, what they got to do with one. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. 
Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media, and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Pete Davidson uh, is now, according to some reports, dating supermodel Emily Ratajkowski, who is, uh, I mean, it's basically like Kim Kardashian all over again. Okay, Pete. I probably messed her last name up, but uh, Ratajkowski, I don't know. She's a she's a supermodel. It's like it's like Mike Miller landing Paolo Bancaro. Once you get one, right? You're in the door. Everybody else wants to know what the hype is all about. Congratulations, Pete. You've done it again. Living his best life. He's done it again. He's going to do it for us today. Thanks to Jason Fitz for hopping on the show. Thanks to Mike Wall. Gianna and Jeffrey up next. Don't miss it. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.